Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carscott here, Christian Center Report, on our daily podcast. So glad you joined us. We've been releasing a prophetic word all week about where we are for the coming battle. But the Lord told me to revisit an old dream. And I want to release that because it's part of this new season of where we're headed. And the wilderness season has a purpose for us to grow. All right, let's listen in. Well, welcome. I uh, pray you are being blessed today everywhere you go, everything you do, that God's hand upon you uh, is upon you. Today is Thursday. It's the eighth day of December 2022, and we've been building all week, and this is the last day, and I want to close it out. I want to finish with, with just a, an encouraging word for you uh, as we move forward in this season and to understand what the Lord is doing behind the scenes You know, we uh, fought for an election here in America on Tuesday in a state called Georgia, and we prayed for a a gentleman named Herschel Walker that he'd become the senator instead of a a guy who calls himself a minister and yet is pro-abortion. I mean, just on and on, everything that God is not. (laughs) And he claims to be a man of God, and he's not manifesting that anywhere. And anyway, we lost. And it's, you know, it's discouraging at times, but the Lord said, you know, even in my discouragement, I will put my trust. I will see the Lord appear to me in the land of the living. And if I'm not going to give up, I'm going to keep pressing. And so this process of us losing uh, natural battles, the Lord's been speaking to me for quite a while. He told me it was going to happen. I gave that on this podcast a while back in uh, Judges 2 and 3, where he said he's doing it for the purpose of raising up another generation to war. But that doesn't make it feel any better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, When you keep having natural losses, and that's just in the the political arena. I mean, God's bigger than that, obviously, but this can go in your personal life. And so I feel like we're going... And then the Lord spoke to me back in March that we were to go into a wilderness time with the Lord for a purpose. And wilderness always has a negative connotation. And we we gave the word to you guys that it's not a negative thing. You know, we call it a desert season, but really the wilderness in Scripture is not that. When David was hiding from Saul, and that's been our story all week, he went into the wilderness because it was a safe place, one, but it was also a place he could commune with the Lord and have encounters with God concerning everything that was going on. And if you remember back in March, is March 22nd, 2022, 22-22, um, the Lord gave me this dream, and Susan and I were in Israel in the dream, my wife, and we see all these sheep wandering around lost and had not they didn't have a shepherd to lead them in a difficult season that the world was going through, And they also were being oppressed by governments, overreach. That goes with what happened to us this week. 
and all their overreach policies. And I said to Susan, we need to help these people. And then these beautiful brand new white buses appeared and the beautiful flowers on the side of them and they were painted on the side. And even though they were natural sheep in the dream, I knew that they were people in the body of Christ. So we started herding them on these buses and after we go, then I hear the audible voice of God say, take them to the Dead Sea region. And I thought to myself, this is not where I would take them. But I just obeyed the Lord and started heading to that region. And then you know, that was the end of the dream. But that was the part of the process. I began to study and seek. And my friend, he listens here every day, most of the time, Benny Friedman from Israel kind of gave me an insight into what the wilderness really was. And it's not a place of desert. It's, it's a place of refuge and it's a place of spending time with God. And so we knew then because of all that's been going on in the world, we were to, we were, me and Susan were the apostolic voice there trying to get people to that place, hurting them, the flowers on the beautiful white bus. And if you go down to the Dead Sea region, that's where they grow most of their flowers uh, for their exporting them around the world. So it, it, it was all symbolic, but God was speaking. So I want to revisit this and give you hope for the future. I listened to a sermon by uh, a gentleman named Stuart Greaves from IHOP in Kansas City, and he was just he was doing a sermon on the end-time prophetic generation, but he, he took a little segment there and started talking about the wilderness and how the wilderness was not a bad place. And, and it was a very important place for the kingdom. And I thought, okay, well, this is where I've been. And I feel like right now, this is a season for us. And if you know, he started, I'm just going to take some of the notes that I wrote from listening to his message and just kind of put my, my, my portion on it and hopefully, hopefully help you. I'm not taking all the credit for this. He had some real good revelation. But in Revelation 17, 1, we see the story of talking about Babylon, you know, is, is coming and on the horizon, this woman, this prostitute of the, of the world that the church has been integrating with. And, and the Lord speaks in that story that the, the church will enter a global, global wilderness season, and that season was to prepare the people. And I know that's where we are right now. We're in a season of preparation for a prophetic people that the wilderness season is, or the wilderness place we're supposed to go, I don't want to call it a season, this place we're supposed to go right now is for the prophetic people to get clarity for what is happening and and to, one, reconnect with the Lord in any area they've been disconnected. Now, remember, John the Baptist loved the wilderness season so much that he said he was a voice in the wilderness. And he didn't go to the people. He said, you come to me. And I want to say that right now in the wilderness place, when you get the message of the Lord prophetically for what's going on around you and what you're in a season for, the people will come to you because they are looking for answers. And so the wilderness is not a place of desolation, a place where people don't want to be. They'll actually come to the wilderness in order to get a word from the Lord. That's what it says in Amos that says they people uh, went to and fro all around the earth looking for the word of the Lord. And everybody is looking for a word of the Lord right now. I know that. 
even in the story, I think it's in Isaiah, it talks about how Moses didn't really know. He, he knew about the Lord, but it was in the wilderness that he found the I am. That's where he found him, was in the wilderness. And so this speaks of the wilderness is a place that we have a, we get and we gather a new understanding of the nature and the character of God, and we start understanding what he's doing and why he's doing that. Okay, like I shared when I started here. I mean, the Lord told me the many losses we're having and why the enemy is staying around is to train another generation. Well, I had to get into a wilderness place to get that. When I had COVID in 2020, uh, for those weeks I was laying in bed, I was having some of the most amazing encounters with the Lord. And I said, Lord, what is going on? You know, wh- why are we going through this? And the Lord would just downloading me in my wilderness season, laying on a bed, a sick bed. I mean, I was sick. And God was speaking to me volumes. As much as I hated having that virus, I have to say the revelation I got was life-changing. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to change the revelation part. I'd sure like to change the pain part. But God had to, in a sense, allow me to be stricken so that I'd get to that place where I could hear. And we're in this place. Now, you know the story of Hosea and Hosea 2. It talked about how the Lord was going to lure or, or to draw the bride into the wilderness, And when he did that in Hosea, he tells her, no longer are you going to know me as master, but you're going to know me as husband. So the wilderness place is where we get to know him in a different way. And there are things that drive us to the wilderness. In our story that we're doing this week, David was driven to the wilderness because Saul was trying to kill him. And look, the Lord's trying to kill our flesh. The devil's trying to kill us physically and let it drive us to this wilderness place like my dream I had, and and in order that we can know who he is and find out he's our lover, he's our husband, and he doesn't have uh, bad things, calamity planned for us. He's got a hope and a future planned for us. One of my favorite passages in Galatians, one is when Paul said, what I've learned, I've learned from no man, but I have learned through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, he says that in Galatians 1, And the context of him saying that was after 14 years of being in the wilderness. So he got to know who Christ was and the revelation who Christ was in the wilderness. So we are in a wilderness moment to find out who he is fully. In Psalm 63, David is telling the story of running from Absalom who wants to kill him. So where did he go? He went into the wilderness to have an encounter with the intimacy. So here I want to say this. In the midst of a raging war like David was in and we are in, you go to this place and in the raging war around you, you find him. Remember when in Song of Songs, chapter 8, verse 5, the bride says, Who is this coming up out of the wilderness? Let us lean upon him. So in this place of wilderness, we lean upon the Lord for leadership. Even in Isaiah 40, it says there is a voice crying in the wilderness. So what does the wilderness do? It forms true prophetic voices, the spirit of Elijah. Okay. I hope this is encouraging to you. Jeremiah 15, 
you know, Jeremiah's going through some pain. Verse uh, 18, he says, man, why is my pain so perpetual? In other words, it won't go away. It's incurable. Why are you refusing to heal my pain? And, and indeed, he says to me, like a deceptive stream with water that is unreliable. In other words, why do we have to keep going through this stuff? Why is the pain? Why do we keep losing? Why, why, why? We're asking those questions, you know. God never answers why. He tells you what he's doing. And then, then the Lord says to him, if you return, then I will restore you. Before me, you will stand. Ah. And you will extract the precious from the worthless, from the profane. And you will become my spokesman. And they, for their part, may turn to you. But as for you, you must not turn to them. So he gives him this direction. He says, look, man, I'm taking you in this wilderness. Season. I'm not removing this pain right now because I want to get you there. So you'll stand before me and you will extract the precious from the profane. In other words, I'm going to remove everything that's not me out, uh, uh, me out of you. And then you become my spokesman. This is how we're going to become prophetic for our generation. So this is a very important time. And he tells him to return here, you know, in the midst of all this battle. So we're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to strengthen our spirit. And in the midst of the pressure, that's where it's going to happen. We are there, guys. I think it's going to get worse, but we are there right now. We might as well get to that, that wilderness like I, my dream said back in March 22-22. And let's get there and let that Lord, Lord open that door. And, and then we see also in Revelation uh, 9, in the midst of the pain, you know, the Lord sends all this pain and all this disaster. These, these things are happening. And yet in the story of Revelation 9, the people still wouldn't repent. So in, in Revelation 10, the angel appears to that generation that will not repent. And he said to him, you must go prophesy again to the nations. Why? Because there's a harvest coming in the midst of, of people not repenting. Even Jeremiah in the 20th chapter, you know, he was un he's done. He said, I'm through prophesying. I'm tired of this. You know, nobody listens anyway. I don't want this, but the word living in him would not leave him alone. And his bones were on fire and he prophesies again. And that is the living word that's coming out of us in this hour. The accumulation of us hearing all these seasons. Okay. That's my word today. And we must prophesy again. We must get up off the floor, but where do we get that message from? It's in the wilderness. And so my dream is still active, and I think this word that I just shared from my notes here of this other minister, I think it's active, and we've got to get in. And I know there's going to be greater wildernesses in the season, but don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as positive. Let me pray for you. Father, today, uh, as I record this, I, I'm encouraged, Lord. I've, I've talked myself into the peace of God because I understand now better where we are and what you're doing. And I can embrace that because I know you're doing it for our good, for prosperity, not calamity. And I just speak that over everybody listening today, whatever wilderness they're in, let them embrace what's happening there and the transformation that occurs there. In the name of Yeshua, I pray today, peace upon peace. All right, God bless you guys. Come back tomorrow, our Supernatural Friday podcast. We tell a story for the days ahead. All right, blessings. 
Well, thanks again for listening today and each and every day. Thank you for following Christian Center's report, each and every one of you. And I want to thank you for your giving throughout the year. This is a special week because we're, we're going to have an offering for our staff, not just me. We have about 10 staff members. And we want to bless them all for all the work. What I'm doing here is a, a, a good thing, but they're the backbone to what I'm doing. And so we want to sow. And if you'd like to, you can go to our website or our app under give and just put Christmas uh, offering and bless them. We'll bless our entire staff today. All right. God bless you. See you tomorrow.